Welcome to the From the Field to the Fans podcast. I'm your host, Keeson Ramirez, and joining me is uh, Donovan Jackson, sports reporter. How you been? I've been doing pretty good. Just got back into town, you know, uh, moving into my moving into my new place tomorrow. Ready for the semester to get started. Excited about soccer, so ready to get everything going. So a lot of new things, you would say? A lot of new things. I love the young team. Um, it's going to be a big weekend coming up. we got the season opener starting, so it's going to be a big weekend. And that's why we're here to open up our, uh, I think, fifth or sixth season of From the Field of Fans. I, l- I lose track. It's been a while. But we're here to uh, break down the uh, season preview of the Texas State soccer team. And as you look, as Donovan said, they are pretty, pretty young. They are. The team is young. I mean, uh, we have 14 underclassmen compared to the nine returning players. But while they are young, we do have two all-conference returners, in, uh, Lindsey Curry and Kristen Champion. And, you know, and after talking to Curry the other day after practice, uh, she was saying, you know, we are young, but we are, we are looking forward to getting together once we get everything going. We get them used to our culture and uh, Coach Connor's uh, system. She feels like we'll have a good team this year. So just looking forward to everything so far. The breakdown, as you said in your season preview, 14 underclassmen, nine upperclassmen. Yes. Some of those you said, you, uh, Caitlin Reinhardt, Lindsey Curry, Kristen Champion, those kind of like set the mood. We know we've been there, been, uh, been there, done that. They're going to be essential in, as a team that trends pretty young. Uh, 14 underclassmen is a pretty stark contrast between that, and I think it's good and bad because you have the youth, you have the future of the program in sight, but you also have the – the growing pains, the mental frustrations that Coach Connor had. Uh, even in that practice from last week, actually, she was frustrated. She said the team was playing their own style and not the style she wanted. And that's a, that's a thing that when I, I covered uh, the exhibition, 1-0 exhibition victory over UTSA, Connor was like, you know, I asked her, I said, so, yo, I mean, I didn't say yo, I'm not, I'm a professional. Um, <laughs> I said, I said, you were frustrated with your team last year. You felt like they're playing as individuals rather than as a team. Did you feel like they changed that? And she was like, yes, I think we, I think it was just a, a factor of a coach just overanalyzing one specific practice. And she thinks that now um, as they go into her, their actual regular season slate, which begins uh, Friday night against Houston and Sunday night against Houston Baptist. She thinks they'll be more in line of like what she expects. But that being said, there's one big notable departure, and that's uh, Tori Hale. Uh, Tori Hale had five goals last year, second on the team, four assists last year, which led the team 14 points, second. And all in all, Tori Hale accounted for a third of the team's goals last year, nine of the 27. So she was incredibly good just from every statistical measure, and they're going to miss her a lot. Yeah, she's an all-Sun Belt, Sun Belt Conference player, and um, I think that's what's going to be the biggest thing for Curry in going into her season, her senior season, is how is she going to step up and be a leader and step into that role. And for these, how we're saying these younger players, it's really up to her, and uh, Connor said this as well. She was like, I'm not really worried about Curry as – as af- like her athleticism. She's more worried about how she's going to stand up vocally, if she's going to um, rise to the occasion. So that's going to be the biggest test going forward as replacing her. And Lindsey Curry led the team in goals, so I think she's up to the task, um, at least from a performance standpoint. Obviously, the leadership is hard to quantify. It's hard to be like put a number to how good of a leader you are. Um, but Tori Hale, she had the school record for assists 19, and she did that in only three seasons. She's, uh, I watched her in person for a year, and I saw her a little bit last year. She just had this knack for breaking away from the defender and being able to just create goals for her team. And she wasn't just a goal scorer. She had, she could like distribute and create goals in any other way. And I feel like Lindsey Curry is more of the, 
score her own goal yeah. finisher kind of thing and Tori Hale's the one that creates everything and that's a big part of the offense that I think they're going to miss at least early on when everyone's trying to figure out the system and understand everything like how do we kind of get Tori Hale's shot creation in there it's kind of like basketball you take it to basketball where you have the Chris Paul distributing like yeah he's not scoring the most points but he's the key cog in an offense like that and I think that's what Tori Hale was and to speak to Tori Hale's like success she was just hired as the Abilene uh, Christian coaching staff as an assistant. She's nice. been, like, barely out of the sport. She just graduated. She has a coaching job on a Division One program as an assistant. And Coach Connor said she's a tremendous player, and she is up to the challenge. So that's, that's a big lingering hole on the team, that Tory Hale thing. And that's going to be, honestly, what I think I pinpoint. If they are able to replace Tory Hale's production on and off the field, they'll be fine. If they don't, I think they'll, they'll, be, they'll, they'll have some problems. So the next thing we'll go into is kind of like how are they going to replace Tori Hale or what's going to be, and I like to uh, call these, as sports fans would know, X-Factors. Yes. Uh, who would your X-Factor be for this, uh, this 2015 team? Well, you know, when I talked to Coach Connor about the other day, she obviously is gonna, she mentioned Curry. So, you know, Curry finished last season with seven goals, adding to 19 with her three seasons total with Bobcats, which is fifth in Texas State history. So I think her success is going to be a big part of the, the team's success this year. And, you know, um, like I said earlier, it's going to be more about how she steps, steps up in certain situations vocally, getting these young players going. Um, I think that's going to be – she's going to be the catalyst this season. I mean, we do have a couple – we do have our other all-conference player and some juniors and sophomores, but I feel like she's going to be the biggest part and the emphasis around the offense. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of depth to go around. Uh, I'm going to stick with the forward position, but I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go a younger route. I think the X factor for this season is Cassie Hormuth. Um, she was a freshman last year. She had three goals, uh, one assist, seven points, 19 shots on goal. And the stat that I like to look at is 59.4% uh, of her shots were on goal. And that was higher than Curry, and that was higher than Hale. So she's putting a lot of her shots on goal. And, like, if you don't know soccer, if you kick the ball near the goal, you have a chance to score. If you don't, you can't score. Um, so she was doing a good job. This is some hot sports takes. Hashtag hot sports takes on the podcast. Uh, Midseason form already. Um, she she was she, she did pretty well as a freshman. I mean, that's a hard position to be in with Hale and Curry. And she excelled. And I look at this big gaping hole that we said, Tori Hale. Who's going to fill it? I think. Cassie Hormuth is the person to fill it. I think that's the, the person that she has. She First off, she has the body of a Division One athlete, and she can score, and she can do everything that Tori Hale can, and she's young. So that's the kind of like pass the torch, here's your chance, uh, Cassie Hormuth, to kind of do that. So I'm looking for an improvement over those numbers because there's more opportunity this year. Um, but as you look at it, you look at the X factors and everything, it's early. I know, and you just wrote a season preview. You're just getting back into the beat of it uh, and the beat. We're just getting here. What's would you say the team's mindset or goals this season as they as they enter their season this Friday? I mean, like you said, it is early in the season, and Connor. The only thing that's really set on her mind right now is getting everybody on the same page. And when I say that, it's when she when I was asking her about it, she was like, you know, these freshmen are used to these three four touches, and then um, they're able to keep going on with the play. But she wants them to get into the one touch faster pace because that disrupts the flow of everything. So she's wanting to get everybody to play the same style, which is her system, opposed to where you played from in Texas in high school where I had this coach or I played this type of style. Um, but she mentioned once they all get together and, like, get on the same page that everything should start flowing well. While the main goal is to obviously win a championship and get to the conference championship and whatnot, the main objective is to get the system set because these are the young players, how you said, these, this is the future. We do have our two seniors right now, but they have to learn the system to keep the, the process going. Yeah, I think that's where I think you're right in that in that in that frame of mind. 
uh, integrate the newcomers in a system that has proven to work. Um, Texas State has made it to the semifinals in, of the conference tournament in two consecutive years. Um, they're just a win away from making that championship and then another win away from winning the conference. So they're right on the precipice of like being like a championship contender. They're right there. And I think Connor's itching to finally get that Sunbelt yes. Conference tournament. Is it this year? We don't know. Um, I think the system that she's ran, she ran it when I was starting as a beat as a freshman. It predicates on having, you know, talented but also like intelligent players that are able to touch the ball quickly and make a decision rather than holding the ball it's kind of like the I hate to keep bringing basketball up but I it's my favorite sport just disclaimer um it's kind of like the Spurs model where like just get the ball out of your hand set a screen just keep moving the ball if you keep moving the ball the defense has decisions to make rather than if you just hold the ball they can just funnel on you and stop you and I think that's I think in soccer which is one of the most team-oriented games we have I think that's a good mindset um, and as you look at it, we're going to talk about how we've talked about the team, but where do they stand in the Sunbelt Conference exactly? Um, at least from the Sunbelt Conference preseason poll, which again, preseason poll, we really don't know that much. You can't really predict everything Sorry. in advance. But if it means anything, Texas State finished third in the conference in the preseason poll behind uh, two-time defending champion South Alabama and uh, Troy. So that's got to be something to you know hang your hat on. South, South Alabama and Troy are both going to be tough competitions for the team this year. Uh, South Alabama had four players selected preseason all-conference, and two of them, uh, one of them was the Offensive Player of the Year, and uh, one of them was Just defense. for context, not to interrupt, eight of the 11 players of, on the Sunbelt Conference preseason team Our were for South, South Alabama, Alabama and Troy. It's a very top-heavy conference. And two of those returners, and two of them are Smith and Hannah in the Offensive Player of the Conference and the Defensive Player of the Conference. And while Troy is... Put, uh, chosen a second, they also had four returners at, or four all-conference players as well. So they're not going to be an easy matchup as well. Um, while the Bobcats did land third in the conference, Connor said that it's nice to get the respect from the rest of the conference, but it's also their place to prove that they should be there. So that's what she's looking forward to most. Get to work, prove our point. Um, they even got one first place vote, which is more than Troy got, which got zero, which is I thought was interesting. And a random thing, just to point out, uh, Louisiana Lafayette was seventh, but they got a first place but vote. Yeah, I'm very curious to see who gave Louisiana Lafayette a first place vote. Like, was Louisiana Monroe feeling some type of way? But let's give it to <laughs> our. I don't. Know, I'm just theorizing. I, I very curious. Um, but to finish third, and what I'll say, they had no players on the Sunbelt Conference preseason team. So what that means, if you're reading into it, it could mean two things. Maybe they don't have the talent that South Alabama or Troy does, or maybe it means that they just have more depth and they have a lot of good players rather than those singularly great players. I think watching this team for the last two years, covering it for one of them, I think it's more of the latter where they have just a lot of good good players. Maybe not the, the Chard Hannah, who, by the way, she scored 20 goals last year. Texas State as a team scored 27. So it's it's pretty – I mean, South Alabama has the talent defensively, offensively to win. They won it two consecutive years. They're going to try to go for the third, which is pretty much unprecedented. Um, that's going to be something to watch on. Um, I was a little surprised to see Texas State at third, but I think it's a good, good barometer because the last two years they finished out in the semifinals. So I think that's right. We're in line with their expectations. We'll see. There's – more turnover than usual. I think last year they had more consistency, more continuity. So we'll we'll kind of see what's there's a lot of up in the air. Um, but like you look at everything subjectively, obviously, we, and we don't really know as much as Coach Connor yeah, and other, we don't know about the, the games. What are your expectations for this team? I mean, for me, I just I feel with the third place seed in the preseason poll, I honestly feel like anything less than the opportunity to win the conference and the championship 
match will be a letdown for the season. Yes, the team is young, but November is a far ways away. And like you said, there are going to be growing pains, and Coach Connors understands that. And when I talked to Curry, she said she understands that, but she feels like if they get on the same page, they can get the ball rolling. And she says they're looking at a great season looking coming forward. In a sport where games are decided by one or two goals tops, I think there's a lot of potential to upset a South Alabama and a Troy in an individual game. Last year, uh, Texas State lost 0-1 to to Troy. Troy scored a goal in the second minute of the game and then bowed out, and just no one scored for the last 88 minutes. So that that tells you that Texas State was able was dominated by Troy. There isn't a huge gap between 1-2 and two and 3, actually. Um, so that should be kind of promising, and I think it goes to show that Texas State, on any given day, can beat South Alabama and Troy. I don't think they're better than them, but I think in a conference setting where it's just like win or go home, that, that bodes well for Texas State, who's in that second tier of teams that could compete for the conference championship. And for me, the expectations uh, win the conference. I think you're, you've finished in the semifinals twice. It's time to win that extra game, get to the conference championship, get some luck on your side, get some breaks, integrate the newcomers, and win the conference. I think that's what you're looking for, anything less. Speaking for myself would be disappointing, but I think speaking from Coach Connor, she's been here a long time, I think 17 seasons, 17 seasons it would yes. be a disappointment yeah. not to win. So that's kind of the lofty expectations you're seeing for Texas State. I think they know what they are, and I think they're ready for the challenge. It's just up to them, up to the soccer gods, will you, to let it happen. So that's the 2015 soccer team uh, preview. But Donovan, as we exit this podcast, what are your final thoughts? I mean, well, you know, it is early, and the first couple games could be a struggle, but that's why you have these regular season games, to figure out who's going to play where, who fits with who, you know, put people where they're going to work out with. And then, but I think this weekend against Houston, the upcoming games will be a good indication of where the season's going to be heading. I'm going to be there taking photos, dosed up on Taco Bell probably. There's my token Taco Bell reference. It took me 12 minutes to get there, but I got it. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of Taco Bell before the game, take some photos, write a recap. It'll be nice to see some soccer, some Texas State sports, because we're going to have volleyball next week and then football the following. So as a sports editor, it's nice to have things happening because it's not fun otherwise. So my final thought before we uh, take this away would be just expect some growing pains. I yeah. think Coach Connor said it. I think actually, I think it was Coach Connor who said that that there's going to be some growing pains yes. in the first couple weeks, maybe month. Once that gets going, if they're still having those growing pains in November, th- there's a problem. Be a problem. Um, if they're not, they're going to be a well-oiled machine and they're going to be a conference contender. So that's uh, that's what we're going to be looking for. A team can can they kind of get together in time for the postseason run? We'll see. It yet to, uh, it remains to be seen. Um, But that's our show. So for Donovan Jackson, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out.